Amen. Thanks, uh, Amy and James, for, for leading us so sensitively and, and beautifully. It's just so good. We're going to hear our reading in just a, a few minutes, but uh, just a, a, a few thoughts. Uh, so we're, we're continuing through our series on rhythms. We, we've looked at prayer. We've looked at fasting. We've looked at giving. We've looked at Sabbath. And today we're looking at telling uh, the good things of God, telling our story. So how amazing that that fits with what Kevin brought and was hearing God speaking about this week. Something that marks humanity out is that we are the world's greatest storytellers. That something within us wants to tell story over and over and over again. It's, it's been something that marks humanity out over thousands of years. Firstly, there were thousands of years of oral tradition, story passed on from parent to child and through the generations all the way through. We, we see it even in God's story in the Bible. We see the story of God being passed through the generations. We see it in artwork. I remember growing up uh, seeing some cave art that was there thousands of years before. People telling their story of what was going on in their lives in cave paintings. We hear a story being told in song that have gone through the generations. And then later on with the uh, invention of, of writing and the printing press. We've we've had our stories put down on paper so that we can all read them. The works of Shakespeare, the histories of the Roman Empire, newspapers, dare we even say the Daily Mail. People may in years look back at the things we've been telling stories about and go, what are they on about? But story is something that's part of what it means to be human. We're so creative in story. We see it in film, we see it in music, we see it in artwork. Some of these amazing things that our brains have conjured up to tell the story of humanity, but even more to tell the story of what, who God is and what his work is amongst us. What's really interesting though, is that the effects of globalization, the idea of the world becoming smaller and smaller because of technology and the things around us, is that it's made storytelling easier, but we aren't telling the stories of God. Storytelling is super easy at the moment, but yet we aren't really telling the story of God. And there might be loads and loads of reasons for that, the fear of offense. That if we tell the story of something God does, that people might be offended, they don't wanna hear it. Second might be the fear of getting it wrong. We love as Brits to get things right. If we mess something up, we really don't like it. It revolts us. We have this fear of, of telling the story of God and the fear of getting it wrong stops us from sharing it. There's also a fear of what if I'm not accepted because of the story that I tell? What if, what if I share my heart with someone and actually they say, I don't want to be you to be part of our group? See, there's all these things in, 
in the story of humanity, in the story of God that we're invited to share, to join in the lineage of sharing story and story and story throughout the generations. And so we're just going to have, Lucy's going to read uh, Matthew 28, verse 16 to 20 for us. Uh, so Lucy, if you're up for it, uh, do you want to unmute yourself and, and read us that bit of the Bible, Matthew 28? The Great Commission. Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I've commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Lucy. So here we have this, this reading right at the end of Jesus's ministry on earth. He's commissioned the disciples to go. But up to this point in the story, we've had these group of people, the, the 12, now minus Judas, but also a, a group of other people that have been journeying with Jesus. Some of them have been there for, for three years. Others have been more recently joining in the, the journey, but they ate, they walked, they chatted with Jesus for three years. They've seen the miraculous things. They've seen Jesus feeding 5,000 and 4,000. They've seen Jesus walking on water. They've seen Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead. They've heard some of Jesus's teaching, the Sermon on the Mount, that even today, scholars cannot surpass the story of what Jesus spoke about on the Sermon on the Mount. They've been sent out to do the work that Jesus was doing, to heal the sick, to, to raise the dead, to cast out the demonic. And they've done it and they've come back and they've reported it to Jesus. Some of them have even seen the crucifixion and the resurrection and are witnesses to it. And here Jesus is telling the disciples in Matthew 28 to go and make disciples of all nations. Not just the, the Jewish people that were it was supposed to be for, but to every nation and language and tribe that we might see at the end of Revelation. Every language and tribe and tongue uh, being a part of the worshipping community of God. And here Jesus is telling them to go to go out and share the story, to teach them the way of Jesus, to help them to become apprentices of the way of Jesus. They've done it for three years. And now here, Jesus is saying to them, go and go and make disciples, go and make apprentices, teach them everything that I've taught you. They've got a story to tell. I'm just gonna quickly share a, a short clip with us uh, the Evangelical Alliance a few years ago uh, did some research about how we how we share the gospel with people. So I'm just going to play that now and then uh, and then just carry on with this. So here we go. 
So some of us have seen that report, some of us haven't seen it at all. But 57%, according to their research, are people in the UK who are Christians. And 9% of them are people like us who sort of attend church, are praying, are reading the Bible. But 90% of those think that uh, 21% of those who are Christians already think that he is God. 30% are spiritual leader and some, and 60% a real historical person. Like, think about that. Those people, those 57%, we, we need to be teaching people the way of Jesus. We need to be kind of encouraging and teaching them the way to go. We need to be discipling people in that Jesus is who he says he is. Of 57% of the population, 67% of people know people like you and I. That's incredible, isn't it? That's roughly one in five. And that they want to, us to have a chat with them about Jesus. But yeah, we've got this fear inside of us that we're going to be rejected or not welcomed in, that people might be offended. But we've got to be telling the story of Jesus. Here the disciples are sent out to go and tell the story, to welcome people in, to teach them the way of Jesus. So how do we do it? Do we know our own story? Do we know how to talk in a way that is open and accessible to people? Well, let me tell my story, which might help us to, to do that. Well, I was born in South Africa to a non-Christian household. My parents, my younger brother aren't Christians. But I went to church with a friend as a child and was hooked. They were different from people I encountered before. They were loving, they were open, they wanted to teach, and they kept talking about Jesus. And as a result, a couple of years later, I, I decided that I wanted to be one of them, that I wanted to become a disciple of Jesus, an apprentice. And I was changed from that moment on. God kind of uh, came into my life, and I noticed, and other people noticed, that I was changing from day to day. I went from being an annoying, aggressive, a selfish person, and yes, God still has some work to do there, to someone who is loving and open and a giving person who would go out of my way for other people. I looked and looked at the facts of who Jesus was. I asked lots of professionals, I read lots of books going, is this Jesus real? historical sources, uh, people who, who kind of knew Jesus inside out and discovered that he was, in fact, God, that he loves us and wants a relationship with us. And we can, we can have that relationship by the Spirit even now. He knows me. He knows what's best for me. I'm forgiven. All these things that make up what it means to be a Christian. And I began to tell other people. I started telling my mates at school. And at first they were a bit like, oh, we're not sure what's going on with you. But after a while, I, I saw a friend after friend after friend turning to Jesus. And we went from a, a small group of us behind the bike sheds at our school to almost 200 people knowing and loving Jesus 
in our school. I started to go to church and hang out with other people who, who knew Jesus. And all these people began to notice the change of what God did in their lives by the Spirit. And of course, not everything was easy. I used to be a, a massive uh, cross-country runner and road runner, used to run something between 50 and 70 miles a week and destroyed both of my knees to the point of I needed a double knee replacement surgery uh, at 17 and a half, which is not fun. Uh, whilst recovering from that, we had an armed robbery at home where gunmen came into our home and, and, and you know, it was not a good scenario that happened there. And after a while, we, the whole family moved to the UK. Something that was interesting moving from one culture to another is I found church straight away. This group of people that were disciples, even though we are 12,000 miles the other side of the world, there was something uniquely the same about these people. The same love that God had for us in South Africa is the same love that he's got for us here. That these people do not change, that the spirit of God in their lives have made them to, to be different people. Uh, I found family in that church. I had people praying for me. I, I had someone lay their hands on and pray. And I discovered that the pain that I was living with from the bot surgery in my knees disappeared and metal lifted out of them. I found a calling as God reached into my life and said, I want you to do this with other people. Tell my story to other people. And that's what's led us to Telford, which is one of the least reached places in the UK. We, we know what, what people have said about Telford, about being the most godless place. But yet God is at work here, I think, more than I've seen anywhere else in the UK. God loves the people of Telford, and we've got an amazing job to share the story that God's done in our lives, us personally, with those people, but also to share the story of Jesus with them in a real and meaningful way, in a way that isn't trite or forced or any of that. We just have the, the ability to share our own story. Each of us around this Zoom call for church this afternoon will have our own stories to share of how God has encountered us, how Jesus has come into our lives and changed us from the inside out by the Spirit, where we used to think one way and now we think another. But it's not like this out-of-body experience, we were one thing and now we're not. But God slowly begins to change us to look more and more like Jesus. When we start to tell our story and start to tell Jesus's story, that is discipleship in action. That's being an apprentice of God in action. And he calls every one of us to be that, to tell their story and to tell his story to see others come to know him. So why don't, we, why don't we share it? Why don't we like this great commission where Jesus sends his disciples out? Why don't we tell our story? Well, we've got these things in our minds that, that make us go, oh, well, we're not sure. And some things we tell ourselves is only trained people can do this. 
you must be a church leader or an evangelist or a vicar or whatever member of the staff team to tell Jesus the story, which is just not true. We've each got our own story to tell. Another is that we don't have the experience. We, we don't know the story. We, we, how can we share it if we don't have our own experience? Well, the answer there is, why don't you come to know him? Gain the experience of knowing Jesus. Read it in his word and, and let it sink into your hearts and into your minds. And just share when you've got the opportunity. Another is that fear of rejection or getting it wrong. How can you get your own story wrong? This is something that God's done in your heart, in your life, in the here and now. You can't get it wrong if it's God that's done it and you tell your story. Something else we have is, oh, but someone else will tell it. Someone else can, can, can help someone come to faith. Why does it need to be me? Each of us have our own unique story that I can't tell James and Amy's story because they're not my story to tell. We have our own stories to share. And of course, there's that fear of offense. Do you know what? Jesus offended a lot of people. But he also loved a lot of people. Do you know what? Let Jesus be offensive. Let the gospel be offensive. Let us not be offensive. How we share Jesus has to be natural and not forced and real. Let the gospel be the offense and not us. Jesus, in this passage, gives us some tools to help us share our story, to help us to be apprentices of Jesus in a way that others can be as well. Well, firstly, authority. Here, Jesus says, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Pretty important there. Here is Jesus, who is there at the beginning of creation. God the Father gives him all authority. And he says, go. Because of that authority that's been given to Christ, he says, come on, you guys as my apprentices, get going. Go to the, everyone in the world and share me with them. Secondly here, and you'll notice it, but they've each got their own story. When they saw him, they worshipped him. Some doubted. Do you know what? If we don't have any doubts, that would be really foolish. We all do. It's part of being human. If we have every single answer to every single question, I'd love to know. I've still got lots of questions that I want to ask God. And some of those will only be realized when I meet Jesus face to face one day. But we have our own story. The disciples each had their own story to tell. But there's a third thing that is a tool for us sharing uh, our discipleship, our apprenticeship with those people that don't know him. And it's that I will be with you always. I will be with you. You don't have to do it by yourself. There is no fear because I'm with you by the Spirit. I think God wants to, to do in us this afternoon uh, three particular things. Firstly, is to free us from guilt. I don't know about you, but I've sat in churches for years and years and years 
and the vicar or the church leader or whoever has been like, come on, we must share our faith with everybody. And I felt super guilty because I've not been doing it. Do you know what? I think God wants to free us from the guilt of that. There's no shame. But maybe he wants us to begin to start to tell our story, but, but he wants to set us free from that guilt. He wants to set us free from the expectation that we have to live up to the amazing stories. We've all heard conference speakers talk about, oh, I sat on a plane. And by the time that the, the plane journey was finished, that person had known Jesus and was doing Shabba Shabba everywhere. Free from that expectation. And I think thirdly is, is free, com- free from comparison. All of us have different gifting. All of us have different stories. But yet we try and compare ourselves to other brothers and sisters in how we talk about Jesus. The comparison game is a killer. Could you imagine if the disciples were all there going, oh, I need to be like Peter? No, they just need to be like themselves. You need to be yourself as you talk about Jesus to your friends and to your family. So to sum up, tell your story. Tell the story of how you encountered God, how you were set free, how you came to know him. Tell the story of Jesus from the Gospels. They they are there. Let them impact your life. Dwell in them so that they are there. As soon as someone asks you a question, you can go, you know what? There was Jesus who did this. And he changed the world. And thirdly, use those tools that he's given you. The authority that is through Christ for us to go to share him to all nations. The tools that he's given you of your own story to share him. And thirdly, that he's with you. He's with me. He's with us as we go into the workplace, as we go into school, as we go wherever we go to share him. Why don't we pray? Father, thank you that you've each given us a story to tell. That you've encountered us, that you've changed us that we each look like Jesus in our own way. Father, we know that we're not the finished product. That whether we've known you for five seconds or whether we've known you for a hundred years, there's still work to be done. But Lord, would you come and would you change us to look more and more like Jesus? Would you add to our stories so that we can share you more effectively? Father, in this moment, by your spirit, would you set us free from guilt? Lord, would any guilt just begin to wash away? Father, where there's there's stuff in our lives that we know we've, we've been comparing ourselves to other people, Oh, God, I can't do this because I don't look like that person or I don't have that story to tell. Lord, set us free from comparison even now. 
And Father, would you set us free from, from the expectation that it'll all go exactly how other people's stories have gone? Lord, you know us all uniquely. Lord, you made us. Even before we were born, you knew us completely. Everything was written down in the book. Father, would you show us our own way of reaching out? You are not condemned. You are free. Just in this moment, just listen to what the Spirit is saying to you. You know what his voice sounds like. Maybe it's that moment of saying, why doesn't your story begin now? And that's super easy. You just have to say, God, would you come in? Would you come into my life again? Would you come in for the first time? Listen to what the Holy Spirit's saying to you. Father, bring your freedom. Holy Spirit, come.